We actually, I'm bad because there's not really the point because I can feel the AC coming in. There we go. Will it sound better? Um, yeah, I'm seeing if I can connect my AirPods. They don't always work out really well. Can yep, sorry. No, it's, it's uh, if not, it's all right. Bro. Uh, uh, can you hear me okay, though? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, yeah, it's not, it's not connecting. Okay, good, right. good, 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 good. Don't even worry about it. Right. Okay, let's rock it then. All right, let's rock and roll. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Undergo with Jay's Code. We got a freaking motherfucking badass guest today. Um, he goes by the name of Cash Cartier. What's up, brother? What's up, man? How are you? I'm excited to be here, bro. <laughs> Cash Cartier, man, uh, he's a beast. I met him. I was on the phone with him the other day. He's a chairman 50, entrepreneur, philanthropist. And just overall, man, a fucking badass. Um, so to, to start, man, I want to thank you, you know, for taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know I know how important your day is, so so I appreciate it very, very, very much. And the audience appreciates it as well. Thank you. Of course, bro, of course. So I want to go all the way back, man, and, and ask you, man, like, how were you raised your childhood i want to talk about a little bit of football let's we could touch on that um where are you from so i'm originally born in north dakota which is crazy um, a little small town called east grand forks or i'm sorry grand forks north dakota and then um i grew up in minnesota or i'm sorry i i stayed in minnesota until i was like uh like six or seven years old, and then I moved to Cali. So it's kind of crazy because I don't look like somebody that'd be from North Dakota. But yeah, man, I moved to uh, California, I'd say when I was six or seven years old, uh, my mom ended up marrying somebody that was in the uh, military. And then I ended up going to from elementary school uh, all the way to high school out there in, uh, in California. Oh shit! So what? Uh, do you remember what high school? Yeah, it was. Uh, it's called Cabrillo High School. It was uh, 805 area um, out there in Lompoc. Hey, shout out 805. That's basically the whole audience. Vandenberg Air Force Base. You know where uh, Air Force Base is? There, yeah, I know where it's at. That's where I was. So I was staying on the Air Force Base for a while, and then uh, I was at I was at Cabrillo or whatnot. But yeah, that's where I. Well, I didn't get to graduate, but we might be able to get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's get into it. high school. How was that for you? Football. I know you, I know football was a very important you know thing for you at that time. Touch on that a little bit. Yeah, man. So I uh, I ended up going to high school, uh, or I'm sorry, I ended up playing. Um, football when I was like I would say probably 14 or something like that my friends were um my friends were all playing I thought I was going to be good because I was fast and I sucked um <laughs> so I I literally quit three years in a row bro um and then I ended up getting somewhat all of a sudden uh summer came one time we were playing flag football two-hand touch football and I started understanding it more and um after, then I went to a, a camp out in Dallas, Texas, a football camp called Jay Novacek. And um, I really started understanding the, uh, the mentality of football players, et cetera. And then um, I ended up tearing it up in Little League. And then um, that was when I was like, okay, I'm good at this. And then the next year I was tearing it up, went to high school. And then freshman year in high school, they moved me to, to um, varsity. And uh, yeah, I thought I was going to go to the NFL the whole time. That was always my goal in life was to go to the NFL. Wow. So 
since you're, since little leagues, you were, you you told yourself you were going to the NFL. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really yeah, thought I was gonna get there, but uh, yeah, it's crazy how life works, right? Yeah, man. I um I did a little bit of research on you, and and I I seen the come up. I, I like just from just from you know social media, YouTube. I seen uh you know you're open about what the struggles you went through. From was that around the time where you kind of entered, you know, um, I, I don't want to say depression, but was, was that like a tough time for you? So are you referring to um, when I moved in probably to Dallas or so? Because I, so I ended up at high school, I ended up going to, to prison when I was 18. So I didn't graduate high school. Right. And then um, I went in there for a couple of years. I uh, was in jail for a while fighting my case and I went to prison and um, you know when I went to prison I wasn't I wasn't necessarily like scared or anything like that when I went to prison I would say I was, I was also like um, I was kind of like more ready or I, I, I think that when you're at that age or the mentality in the town I grew up in that it was um, it wasn't I can't think of the word but it, it just wasn't something that you take as you know, you're, you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm in, I'm in this, this camp. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of how you take it. And it, isn't, it didn't really hit me until later on in there. And um, at some point, I got a book called The Secret um, with, you know, I mean, my, my mom sent me The Secret in, in prison. Good book, and, by the way. I'm sorry? That's a good book. Oh, dude, changed my life. 100%, man. Uh, she sent it to me. She kept saying, you have to read this book. I was like, yeah, whatever. And a long story short, I wasn't supposed to get it because it was a hard, co- a hard copy book. And uh, they weren't allowed to have hard copies in prison because you could turn it into a shank. So I was waiting and then the guard told me I couldn't get it. And then one day, bro, all of a sudden, I, this guard just shoves this thing under my door and it was the cover was ripped off. I never asked him to. It was just three months later, all of a sudden he sent it under there. And I had nothing to do because I was in the level four yard and uh, in the level four yard is, um, you know, 24 hour shoot program. So 24 hour day lockdown, et cetera. And so I had nothing to do. So when I got the book, I couldn't wait, wait to read something. And I read it and now it's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, when I get out of here, I'm going to get rich. You know what I mean? I'm going to go in the fail is what I was thinking still. And, uh, but I was like, I, I know I'm going to be rich when I get out of here. So that was kind of what pivoted my, my life while I was still in prison. So the secret for for those who don't know, it's more of a it's a manifestation sort of book, you know, seeing the vision clear and and you know planning that shit out. So how long you said you were in in prison for two years? Yeah, uh, two almost three, pretty closer to three. Um, I got out when I was I went when I was eighteen. I got out right before right before I turned twenty one. Okay, so you're twenty one. You're right out. Of, you're fresh out of prison. What's your next step? Man, so the first thing I did was I wanted to change my environment. Um, so I moved to Dallas. Uh, to, I moved from California to Dallas, Texas. And um, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I still think I'm doing, I'm going to do this football thing. My dad lived out in, in Dallas. That's why I was moving out there. And um, I ended up finally like getting a job, you know, as a busboy. It took me maybe like eight months to a year to finally get a job, but I got a job at as a busboy and a dishwasher. I was wearing one of them hats and stuff, you know what I mean? And um, <laughs> I ended up taking a lot of that money and that I was making. I was actually investing it into training for football at that time. Um, and then I was trying out for colleges and, cause, and then I ended up finding out they weren't going to let me go to college. You know what I mean? So because- I, I was paying all this money to train and they didn't let me go. So long story short, I ended up taking a different route thinking I'm still trying to get to the NFL. Right. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do arena football. So I tried out for the arena football team and then I made the team on that. Wow. That's, that's yeah. insane. So you're still at that mentality. Like I want to go to the NFL. So at what point yeah. was it like, I'm the, I can't go to the NFL. Was it, I can't, or was it, they won't let me or what was the, what was the issue there? Man, so I was training. I made the NFL, or I mean, I, I made the the um, I made the uh, the the uh, tryouts for the Arena Football League. I had I did really well, and then I ended up having this um, run back, you know, this uh, kick return, and I was running it back. And um, long story short, I did very well. And then there's all of a sudden um, 
NFL scouts were out there. So when the NFL scouts were out there, they ended up giving me, having me do like a tryout while I was out there, like uh, at the in the Reno League, and um, for the just for the Cowboys. And uh, long story short, I didn't make the team. Um, and obviously, like a lot of people don't like, um, and and they come back and they keep trying. I feel like at that point, I it wasn't even that. It was like still like I, maybe even like the next year after that, like a year later. I just woke up one day and I was just like, I don't want to play football no more. I just, it was the weirdest thing, man. And just all that passion, it wasn't like a resentment. I still love, I love it till this day, but you know what I mean? But I was just like, I just don't want to play no more. Randomly one day I just woke up and I don't want to play. And the people around you, how do they feel about that? Like your family, close friends? Uh, What were they? My dad, I think was like supportive. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, my dad was like supportive of it. And um, he was like, uh, you know, but at the same time, you know, I was living with him for a while. So he was kind of like, you know, I, I ended up going, going all the way to like 24 years old, you know what I mean? And I'm still busting tables and whatnot. And I was just trying to figure life out. But I I think that he was more wanting me to grow in life. And I'm sure he was like, he was being supportive. But I don't know if he really, I don't know if he knew I was going to believe that I was going to make it or not. Um, but he was always like, you know, he had that mentality of like, you got to have a backup plan, backup plan, you know, real job, backup plan. And I, so I think that when I quit, I don't think that, I don't think that he really like cared to be honest. And then um, that's when all of a sudden I started looking into like different uh, rev, uh, avenues for making money. You know what I mean? And what sort of revenues was that? Was that, you know, real estate was that, uh, trading or was that, you know, something, what were you considering at that time? At first I was like, I knew I had to go be an entrepreneur. So, um, I, you know, I, I was still trying to see if I could find jobs in corporate America. Um, you know, and I was like Googling things on like what felons could, what jobs felons could have. And then I was even Googling like how much is $80,000 a year? And I was like doing the math on how much that is monthly and in the weekly, you know what I mean? I was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember doing that all night. I was up just running numbers and seeing like, I've always, always been fascinated by money and fortune, but I, you know, not like that, but I just like, I just wanted to have money. But long story short, man, um, I ended up Wolf of Wall Street came out and the movie, right? The movie, yeah, Wolf of Wall Street, the movie came out and when I came out, that changed every how I looked for everything, and that's when I started looking at stocks. So I started I started up uh, looking for stocks, and um, I actually saved money. I'm sorry, before that I was saving a whole bunch of money from busting tables because I knew I, at some point I was not going to get a job for corporate America. So I was like, finally it hit me. I'm like, you got to be an entrepreneur. So I was saving up thousands and thousands of dollars, and I was like, okay, what am I gonna? Like I, I'm saving it up for, that's where I guess the law of attraction comes into play. Cause I was saving it up for something, but I didn't know what, I just knew that I needed to save money and I needed to create my own business. And long story short, that's when um, I ended up taking that money and investing it into uh, stock education. Okay. Uh, how much money did you have at that time? Saved I, up. I mean, it seemed like a lot to me at the time, uh, which I guess might still be a lot, but um I, I think I saved all the way up to 15000 and then wow. I, spent, I spent all of it on stocks, uh, stock course. Now, look, at that time, you said you're 24, 25, yep. maybe? Yeah. Look, tw- when you're, when, at that age, most people, man, they're out partying, they're out spending money, buying cars, you know, doing stupid shit. What what really like was it just at the, like the mindset you had where like okay I gotta figure this out how come were why weren't you one of those you know out there partying going to college parties um, buying that that new car why wasn't you why weren't you one of them what 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 really stood out for you what 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 separated you from the rest I I just I think for sure I had a mentality, obviously, but I think it all starts like with the vision, if that makes sense. And then the vision makes you want to have that mentality. And I think that for me, man, I was like, I just had a vision of have, it wasn't money. It was having time freedom. And I I just always understood the power of time freedom and um, 
So point is, is I was just looking at watching YouTube videos and stuff. And I was more, I was, it wasn't even to the point of being disciplined, if this makes sense. I wasn't trying to be disciplined and not go out more than I was more getting, um, I was having more fun learning. The same fun that people were having going out, I was having that fun by sitting inside and learning. And I, I don't think it was like, let me pick one or the other. I just truly enjoyed, I truly just knew and had a vision and I enjoy. I was just so fascinated by one day I'm going to be this guy on YouTube. You know what I mean? I, I know exactly what you mean. So talk about the work ethic. What were you really uh, studying? What were you looking at? Who were you looking at? Um, talk about it. Talk about those sleepless nights. Man, I started off I, after I, I paid money. Um, I was doing my research, obviously, for a while. I found a guy named Tim Sykes. And um, then, I, yeah, his name was Tim Sykes. It's S-Y-K-E-S. Um, and, uh, you know, I was studying him for a while. And he was more like kind of a guru. Uh, um, nothing bad to say about him. I didn't really, I just was studying him. And I spent money with him. Then I ended up finding another guy um, named Kunel Desai, who I still follow him on Instagram. He's so, so supportive of me until this day. And I would say that's the guy who really changed a lot for me. But, um, you know, I ended up just putting money down for a lot of money down for his course as well. And then um, yeah, after I got in, involved in the study and everything, dude, I, I was just I was literally up nonstop until you know, all of a sudden the sun was coming up, you know what I mean? And for me, it was like a video game. You know, you see people playing video games all night. Yep. Like that's what it was for me. It wasn't because I think it could also sound so uh, heroic. It, you know, I, that lack of a better word, but to this guy or, you know, maybe, maybe motivational, like he's such a hard worker, which I was, but it was because I wasn't also addicted to what I was doing. Right. Um, and obviously, everybody, I mean, you touched on it a little bit. And uh, a lot of the Cali team wants to know, you know, like, what what is it that really kept you going? Because a lot of people, when they start a, a business, they don't see results. They don't, at least they don't see the results that they want to see. They don't, you know, they don't see the success. They don't see the vision. And, and most people, they, they, um, they fail. Mm -hmm. you know sadly but you know what really kept you going and what's the mindset of of, of what's the key mindset of, of you know being successful getting to where you know you want to reach your goals i think the uh you know so it's crazy because so many people you know we talk about the why which is so important right um right. you know your why helps you and you know you're doing it for everyone else at the same time one thing i don't think people would talk about enough is still again that it comes down to the vision of it because you will only work to your level of belief. Like if you were gonna walk outside and and if you had to go to the go, go to Walmart today and you know right when we got this this call or the, this podcast and you were like, well, I don't think I think it, like I I truly believe if I were to go to Walmart, I'm gonna die. Like for no matter like you're not gonna leave the house. You're gonna be like I don't believe I'm gonna make it there. So in order for, because no matter what, when you walk out your house or any, even being every day is a risk in life. So no matter what, if you walk out, you, you're, you're, you know, everyone takes it for granted. They assume that they're going to get to Walmart. So you only work to your level of belief. If you didn't believe you're going to get it to get to go to Walmart. You would never leave your house. So my point is, is that when it comes to a vision, your vision needs to be so strong that you, because you won't quit if you truly believe that you'll get there, right? It's when you don't believe that you'll get to the vision or you don't believe, or that vision isn't strong enough that all of a sudden, all those things in, in, in front of you, they start slowing you down. But my, I, I just, I just truly believed that one day I was gonna be able to be rich and, um, and one day I was gonna be successful and one day I was gonna be inspiring people. And I'm gonna be honest, like, I felt like I felt like I always knew, but I also felt like I ne it would never happen all at the same time. But, uh, um, and it's really weird because I think everybody feels that way, but I just refused to quit. I just, it was just, the last thing I would say on it would be, 
I really just kept saying, what if? That's about, I just think, what, just what if? And something bad would happen. And I was just, what if? But just what if I go a little bit further? And then it's like, you didn't come this far to come this far. Keep going. And then it's like, dude, you went four years in entrepreneurship. You haven't made any money. And at this point, it's like, you just got to keep going. And, you know, at that point, it's like, you might as well just, just die trying for me. It's just, I'd rather get to 70 and not make it than um and, and die then quit it was just it now for the audience listening i think another good word to put in there is what cash had in the beginning was and a, a lot of people that i follow like you know junior a lot of uh, social media influencers that are you know business entrepreneurs these guys all of them they commit that's the word they committed and they didn't have a plan B. If their plan B, whatever, if, if they had a plan B was either something that was going to benefit plan A, they committed to, to what they wanted to do. They had the vision and they stick to it, you know. So I believe you, you're you one of those that, that committed from the jump. And, you know, you just yeah. didn't quit. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For um, sure. Yeah, all in. All in, baby. <laughs> all in, baby. Uh, I got a I got a question from from Miguel. Well, he has a, he actually asked me uh, a few questions. He wanted to ask you was and for those who don't know Miguel, he's he's the leader out here in Cali 805. Shout out Miguel, bro. I know you're listening. You know, thank you for the support. Um, he says, "Why do you like helping others?" Ooh, that gives me chills. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's such a crazy. Uh, um. I just love like I just love watching people grow and watching people win and watching the process of them growing and them achieve their happiness. It's just something that's so amazing about that. And um I, I just I just I love it, man. I just love the the uh, the watching the process and, and helping people get to where they want to go. And it, it's it's crazy because there's never like an end result in on helping someone. You know what I mean? I feel like it's never like you mentor someone this far and you know you're done. Or it, at least in my experience, it's never been like that. Um, so it's just this you're constantly growing with them as you're learning to mentor people as well and. You know, and so just helping people around the world and in maybe not mentorship, but financially and other things like that. It's just knowing that you're able to help someone and provide a relief and knowing that I used to be in that spot, I think has a lot to do with it. Remembering, I wish that somebody was doing this for me when I was there. And I think that really like sits on my shoulders on a day-to-day basis, or that makes sense. Yeah, that, that's the perfect answer, man. And, you know, there's not a lot of leaders like yourself. You know, I, I struggle to find mentors like you, like Drake, like Junior, Miguel. Man, I, I struggled for years trying to find somebody that could, you know, sh- you know, somebody, like just to have the environment in general. Like I was looking for this environment for a long time, and I'm so glad. I thank God I found you guys. Yeah, uh, man. It's, it's a dope-ass environment. I appreciate you, bro. Um. I want to go back. I want to take a step back to to when you started stocks. What were you? What exactly were you doing at that time? Um, I was uh, a day trading them. Um, I was day trading stocks, which is you need lots of money to do it. You know what I mean? And there's just so many reasons as to why I would never have done that. Do that again. Um, knowing what I know now, don't don't go into day trading stocks. Um, <laughs> Name a few. Name a few. Why? So day trading is is um, yeah. Day trading is like so you because you're in and out so quick. So it wasn't like I was holding on to anything. I was just you know I remember um, what was I? I remember um, I'm trying to think of a stock. You know that's crazy. They're probably enormous now. But like I remember tra- being trading um, stocks like Netflix. Um, I remember like Facebook, but they weren't enormous stocks back then when I was trading, like now, you know, 
back then there, I don't know what their shares were, but they were low enough to where I could buy some and they would make a move and I'd still make a little bit of money and I'd sell it within a couple you know, hours or minutes. You know what I mean? But now I don't know what they're at because I don't do stocks that much no more. Um, but yeah, it's just not a good way to go for day trading. So at that time, how long were you doing that for? How long? Two years, but two years. Two years. And were you making any money or was it just, you were just losing? Losing a lot. Then I finally ended up kind of like understanding it more. And then when I started getting, I would still say I was still in the negative, but when I was starting to get, start getting a lot Let's just say I, I hypothetically went negative 20,000. I don't know what the number was, but hypothetically, I went negative 20,000, which back then, again, for me, was a lot of money, um, which maybe still is for a lot of people. I don't know. But um, if it went negative 20,000 and all of a sudden I might have gained, started like went from that and started gaining up to maybe 10,000. Now I'm like, I'm only down 10,000 after all these years, hypothetically. Um, I started gaining gaining on it, and then all of a sudden I got introduced into Forex, and that's when I was like, "Oh!" And I switched up. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, were you were you introduced from an is Forex? Uh, are you talking about IM or just Forex in general? It was IM. So it's crazy um, because so what ended up happening was is. I always understood the power of residual income. Like I always, I don't know why. And if you guys don't know what residual income, it means you're doing something once and you get paid forever for, you know, everyone on here. Um, but I always just, I knew the power of that. And since I knew the power of that, I was like, I knew that I needed to get a residual income and that way I could put it into my trading account. And so I didn't, I, and I, I figured out it was going to be money from business, etc. And then all of a sudden, um, somebody came up, came to me with network marketing. And this was a different company. Uh, it had nothing to do with any like investing or nothing like that. It was like selling, you know, lotions and potions and stuff. But long story, it was a uh, long story short though. I said yes to that because I was like, this will give me more time freedom. I can cut back at work at my job, blah, 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 blah. And I can go focus more on trading. So I ended up getting started with that company with network marketing company. And then when I was in that company, some other people that, um, some other people were in, I am at the time. And I am was a tiny company it had nothing, nowhere near the success that this company had. And, um, you know, it looked, and it was like these young kids, whatever they you know, imagine, you know, some 18 year olds and you know, again, I was like 24, maybe at the time, but all of a sudden they're coming up to you, uh, saying, yo, we got this company and blah, 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 blah. And the company looks like it's like a little hole in the wall pretty much. And then you're in a company that there's multiple six, seven figure earners. Everyone's they're driving Lamborghinis ready. And then, and I am at the time there was nothing, you know what I mean? Wow. Um, but I, long story short, I, uh, they were doing that and I ended up saying, I thought it was a scam. So I pretty much ended up getting involved because my friends were like, yo, they just like check this out. So they let us know like, if this is real. And I, and I was never afraid to invest in anything. So I was like, you know what? Like I'm still not making good money. I'm still busting tables, but it's like, you know, it's only $325 or whatever. So long story short, man, I, I just invested it to see. And then it, I, I, I just fell in love with it more and more and more. So please, <laughs> please go ahead and, and, and explain what, what I am and Forex trading, what, the whole nine, explain it to the audience. So for, I'm going to give a detail on Forex. So Forex is going to be the, the is is uh, going to be the exchange from one country's currency to another, and we make money off the fluctuations. If you look at the stock market, for example, it moves exactly like the stock market. There's going to be charts and 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 all that, and it looks exactly the same. If you look at a stock market chart and a forex uh, chart, you wouldn't know the difference. It looks the same, and so uh, same with the stock market. You buy low, sell high. Same thing. You do the same thing in forex. More money to be made in, in Forex, though, just because um, it's you're dealing with uh, the world's currencies. Um, so way bigger industry um, and you need a lot less capital to trade with when it comes to 
um, trade uh, trading inside the foreign exchange. Stock market, you need tens of thousands of dollars. And in the Forex market, you could start off with not, you know, and you can start off in the hundreds and start compounding your account. So that's going to be that. Um, then you have the cryptocurrency markets, which like Bitcoin, Ethereum. Um, that's a new big bang right now. Everyone should be on that. Um, and IA Master Academy essentially teaches you how to day trade and make money, uh, you know, make money from your phone, etc potentially make money from your phone uh results not typical just kidding um <laughs> potentially make money from your phone so i throw the disclaimer in there right um yeah, yeah. but they educate you on how to potentially make money from your phone and uh, uh and learn how to trade the markets you know what i mean um from your phone and the power of that nowadays is insane obviously because i mean you think about it you have even celebrities nowadays i mean majority of celebrities are starting to get involved so it's gotten from started from nothing and now it's you know if you're not trading at this point you need to be because there's a reason why the whole world is now trading money from their phone yeah man it's crazy so so i am man you said you were introduced to i am when it first got you know what it was a hole in the wall um and you weren't convinced but you did it anyway uh do you remember uh what you started with uh, was it Forex or what was it? When I started, so when I, when I started IAM, there was no education yet. They had a, something called the scanner. It was called the harmonic scanner, which we still have that. Um, but we had, it was a harmonic scanner and it would scan the markets for you and essentially tell you when to potentially buy, when to potentially sell. And um, that was the only product they had. And of course they're saying, you know, products are gonna be coming to more, we're gonna be introducing more stuff, but I had to learn on YouTube. So the company was so new that it, they didn't even have the courses out yet or anything. They just had that scanner. And wow. um, I guess I seen the vision of where it could go at some point. And I was scared. I remember I was, I, I knew enough to know that it was, we were, we were potentially, putting ourselves in a, in a, in a, in a situation where the, you know, where it wasn't as like a well-known or strong company yet. We don't know, you know, we didn't know if it was going to work and long story short, uh, obviously it ended up working out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, call it a, call it a leap of faith, man. That, that's for real. Yeah. Big one. It was a big one. Okay. What, what year was it? Do you remember what year you started with? I am. Yes, it was uh, 2015. It was uh, when I got started. 2015. Um, yeah. And what was the vision there? What was the motivation? Uh, so you committed at that time. You know what? Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a commit to this. I'm a, I'm a stick with it. Uh, what was the mindset? I think the mindset was. Um, I remember at the time that was when my grandma that raised me went into a nursing home around that time and so at that point it went from wanting to be this an entrepreneur and i think that's when the why kicked in really strong but it went from wanting to be an entrepreneur to and, and having and having fun to all of a sudden like okay life is real and you know i know after even going out of prison you know what i mean it, it's it's still like different when you know someone you love and for her that was my, for me that was my world um you know but she was she got she was gonna they were gonna move her into a nursing home and that was when i was like no nah, i don't want like she and that was her biggest fear because um, she had dementia and i not want her to go into a nursing home and so i was like when i joined i am and after when that happened i was like no, you know what I mean? And I, I ended up saying, like, I'm going all in on this. I'm like, I'm not playing. And I was just working my ass off to, because to, I, I, I knew that maybe I would be, or that I would be able to make enough money to, to get her, um, to stop that from happening. Yeah. Man, that's tough. Um, is she still with us today? No, she, um, I didn't get to stop the nurse. I didn't get to help the nursing home situation. And um, then I think, so I, I, I thought I was gonna stop that. And then my next thing was like, okay, let me make enough money to get her out of the nursing home. 
um, and then get nurses and stuff. And so 2019, my grandma, my little sister run away to church and they actually got killed in a car accident. And then um, on the way to church, so it, was, it was crazy. And then we went to go bury, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, we had that situation, funerals happened. And then the day of the funeral, I got a call saying that my mom's about to die now. And that was from just different side of the world now. And then, so they all three ended up dying. She ended up dying inside the, uh, the nursing home. And then literally four months later is when I had my breakthrough. So it's like, I just missed it. I just missed it. Huh. That's tough. Yeah, it was brutal. It was brutal. Man. The the amount of pressure, I, I, I can just imagine, man, the amount of pressure you went through. The amount of, um, you know... W- I'm sure you you went through some sort of uh, you know depression and and anxiety whatever whatever it was uh did you how did you get through that like was it just you know stick with I am stick with I am or was it there's was there like a little setback for you where you just like you know what I need time for myself what what was it It was, I think that no matter what in life, everything is fight or flight. And I think that just no matter what, like you're just two decisions on it. And on, I think I've been through at that point, I I went through, I've been through enough life at this point that I was already went through severe depression over things that were less than that and blah, 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 to the point where I learned a lot. It's almost like, you might get into a fight when you're you're younger or something like that, and it might have been a hard fight or whatever, um, and you might have lost bad, and then all of a sudden you grow up and you become a better fighter, and it's a worse fight, but then you win, and I, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's how it was with this, so it's like I gained that experience from losing so much that when this happened, I knew how to deal with it, and I... Uh, point is is that one thing I learned was that that when bad things are happening to never sit still and um, that was that was one thing I knew and so that when I was getting the news of them dying and stuff um, or like so I I drove the hospital I kissed them goodbye and I came back home and I got on a webinar and then when my when I found out that my mom died I uh, I just started cleaning my house and I was just like I'm not sitting still and I was continuing to just make sure I continue to move. And when it came to business, I just went, I went even harder. And I was like, uh, I'm going to do this for them. Man, I swear, I'm still stuck on that. Like, I can't even imagine, man. Yeah, um, was, how, I don't want to get this quote wrong, but I'm going to try to get it off the top of my head. Uh, how important is this quote from 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 the past? It says it goes something like, uh, "This is when you were quitting football." She said, "No matter." I'm not gonna say the whole thing, but she said, "No matter what, you're gonna be a star." Yeah. How important is that quote for you today? So it's funny because, so that song is from a uh, it's it's from a song called "Look What You've Done" by Drake, um, and. Yeah, it means that 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 I play that when I'm going through it. I I play that 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 uh, song a lot when I'm thinking about her. So yeah, it means the the world for me because every single sentence in that whole post is true. It's, it's just everything is true. You know, um, it talks about like throwing the um, toss me the keys and loan me your car. Like that's true. Um, you know, grew up, you know, your man, your house feel like the Hamptons, you know, for all my, my summer romances, all that's true. Um, uh, we went places, checked, bounced, but they, they bounced back, you know, or, but we bounced back. All that was true. So, um, he says that I put all the money in your accounts back. That's what he said in the song. And for me, I said, you, I, I think I said, you put all the money in my accounts back. Um, because I drained my um, account so so much, and my grandma that raised me, my mom, she would always she'd always just 
find a way to make sure that and it would get me help me get, get back on my feet many times so that that quote uh, means the world to me okay now i see some i know something else means the world to you too let's let's touch on a little lighter subject uh your dog how important is your dog to you man he's important he's over here scratching at the door right now being annoying <laughs> um, he's my world though man he's uh I make a lot of life decisions around him. I'm still currently doing one now, even living situations and stuff. Um, always with me, always by my side. And uh, I, he's so important that I feed, like a lot of people, I feed him before I feed myself. Um, and I do that, might sound weird, but like out of respect. Um, because, you know, when I, my family was dying and all that, um, all that was going on you know, you're, you're a man and stuff, you're like, you're trying, and you're trying to be strong in front of everyone, you know, at night, you know what I mean? Like, I was just holding on to him. So he means the, the world to me, um, you know, it really does. Like, and then, you know, on top of that, he just, that dog, if you were to touch me, not you, I'm just saying, if anyone were to touch me <laughs> wrong, man, it, uh, it's a wrap, you know what I mean? So, Damn. yeah, it's a wrap. Okay, wow, that's crazy. That's what's up. It's a man's best friend, man. I, I remember I used to have a dog as well, but uh, yeah, yeah. I want I want another dog right now, but not with not with my little son right now. My son's a handful. <laughs> you have one? Yeah, just one. You have one dog? No, no, I don't have any dog. Damn, right a now. dog and a son. No, no. Oh, no, I thought no. you were saying you had a dog. You're like, oh man, a dog and a son. No, no, I just have a son. My girl's already telling me, oh, okay. babe, I want to. My, she's like, babe, I want a dog for Gian. You know, I want him to grow up with the dog. I'm like, I know me too, but it's a handful right now. <laughs> you I can't imagine, bro. Chris is pissing me off right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. <laughs> man. So, so let's go ahead and talk about I am. I want to talk about I am. Um, where are you right now with I am? Like, what's the vision what's the goal what's the milestones that you have today like like where do you see this in five ten years type shit and yeah i would say so currently uh i'm at chairman 50 can't say how much that is or anything i'm not allowed to but uh i'm doing pretty pretty well uh trading accounts cryptocurrency accounts are, are doing well i mean they had a nice pull Nice pullback, but doing well. Um, organization of, I think, to be specific, probably like 7,000 worldwide. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess I'm definitely one of the top leaders in the company, um, which is crazy to me still. It's really still crazy. But uh, the future, I... The future is is more so less about what I like for me and it's just so much about like I just can't wait. I, I just see so many success stories, so many lives changed, so many so many of my friends being um, past where I'm at right now. Uh, you know, we're in an office where we own the floor, um, which I would have thought would have been, you know, two years ago I would have thought that would have just been ridiculously hard to do. And now it's like, you know, owning build themes is I feel like it's very realistic. Um, you know, the lifestyle I'm not, I have, unfortunately I have to watch what I say, but the lifestyle I, I, I just feel like is gonna, you know, 10 X and, you know, I think just sky's the limit, man. I mean, just gonna be honest, like, uh, I mean, you could just say, you no, know, I start talking about and think about it. I have to watch what I say too, but I just truly, know what, what it is that we have and I don't care what anyone else ever has to say about it because I know that if you're rocking with us man like that uh, it, it's just like we can't be stopped we can't uh -uh. be stopped can't you know the vibes um <laughs> uh, you, you say you've touched a lot of people um you're a keynote speaker what's one of the events or keynotes that really stood out to you the most and what, what did you learn from it because i know uh, you've done a, you've done a quite a few by far was march madness for me which was uh back obviously this march um because that was my so 
out of all the during this whole come up, I've seen all these people walk to stage and I've seen all this other stuff and um, I've seen people speaking and I finally ended up having my breakthrough. And I, I was, um, I, I've all, I'm really keep to myself. Like, you know, um, that's the thing about me is I've never been someone that goes out, out there and not really, you know what I mean? And um, so I, I think I would slip under radars a lot. So it's kind of like when I started kind of coming up, it was kind of like, oh, okay, this guy, this guy's doing well. You know, he's he's you know he's pretty good, and I started to kind of come up more and more. The point is though, is I wasn't speaking. They didn't have me. I I never spoke, and so they're having everyone else speak, and I was never speaking. And I was patient. I didn't feel any type of way about it. Uh, but point is, is my first time ever speaking after being a top leader for a while now was actually in March Madness, where people that were not so that have not done as good as me yet we're speaking and i don't mean that like that i don't think i mean any negativity towards my mentors uh, or anything like towards nothing like that i think the timing was what is is necessary and um you know for everything but my point is though is i uh, just it was crazy because that was my first time speaking was just a couple months ago and in front of uh i think it was uh six thousand people or something like that so it was wow. um Definitely. And that was the first time my vision was always, I got to be, uh, I'm going to do a tribute for my family. And that ended up being, that ended up being that for me. Uh, I feel like wrapping it up. I feel like I, I do, I I know I do very well teaching people how to do our company and and building, et cetera. And I'm also very well known for our, uh, my situation with my family and I want to go to, to events to more so to give value, but I needed that event just to do one, one time for me to essentially say, I can put this, you know, I can close this chapter now, you know, if that makes sense. And that's what that meant for me. Man, that's, that's big right there. That's yeah. Big. yeah. Uh, I want to touch on a couple more, a couple more topics and a few questions. Uh, What's one advice that you can give to a brand new person coming in, uh, you know, into trading, obviously, and entrepreneurship? What's one good advice that you can give them? And one good advice for trading and entrepreneurship. Honestly, it, it would... It would honestly be just be just be patient, and you know, I mean, work hard, but but be patient and understand that life is truly your 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 mentor, and when it comes to entrepreneurship, and that that that's I think is the best advice because you know we don't get to go to you don't have a textbook and stuff like that necessarily for entrepreneurship a lot of it's trial and error through life so i would just say uh you know a lot of people think that failing is the people think that failing is when something doesn't go your way entrepreneurship we believe everything's going our way and that failure is just is just a learning an experience and that you have to be patient uh through those failures um not saying to move slower it's more so understanding the, the process, I would say, and trust the process. Trust the process. Okay. That's what I'd say. Trust the process. Trust the process. I like that. Trust the process. I'm going to write that down. Hey, you're not even just helping the audience, man. You're helping me out, don't you? <laughs> you don't I even know. It, man. I'm, 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 I'm learning as well, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so... I, you don't. We don't have to get into it, but I want to talk about philanthropies. Like, aside from trading, like, what are you into aside from trading? Like, you you, you got a life. I mean, I know, I am. You know, the trading is 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 a huge part of your life. But aside from that, what are you into? Like, what I like to do for uh, for fun, for fun, investments, whatever. So honestly, man, I know you're a simple guy. <laughs> I am, yeah, I am still, I know it sounds crazy, but so when you're grinding your ass off to get, to get up off the ground and like get your business off the ground, 
you don't get to have a lot of fun. And, you know, um, point along, wrapping up, like just cutting to the chase on what I'm trying to say is, is that I truly believe I'm still in my infancy. So I don't, I'm still haven't went out to go experience much since I've been making the amount of money I've been making and stuff. And I still believe I'm getting my, I, I believe I'm still in the beginning still. And, um, and uh, so, yeah, I'm just still addicted to this. Like, this is my fun still, to be honest. I know that's like the craziest answer, but like, I don't have any hobbies or any other passions right now. I just don't. Wow. Okay. You're, 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 balls, it, you're balls deep in this shit, man. And I love Oh, you. yeah. Balls deep, baby. All the way in. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Cash Cartier, man, you, you, you've, overcome adversity you're the man you're the you're, you're an inspiration to a lot of people coming up dude keep killing it man you're, you're killing the industry you're killing the the competition keep moving dude like you have no idea like from 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 a bird's eye view man you're killing it you're killing me Thank you so much, <laughs> um Anything that you want to say before we enter the audience, you know, any values that you want to share, something that you learned recently, something, just anything that you, you'd like to share to the audience? Uh, first of all, I want to just say uh, thank you uh, for having me on here, man. This was uh, fun. Um, you know what I mean? Any, anything like this gives me experience and growth. You know what I mean? So I, I just want to say I appreciate you a lot. I appreciate everybody that, that hops on here to support you, supporting me as well. You know what I mean? Anyone that listens to this. And, uh, you know, the only advice I'll, I, I could really give is, um, you know, there's a lot of distractions in life. And I, I would just say, you know, I, I, I don't know the quote by heart, but there's this quote that says, take up one thought or take up one idea, make that idea, you know, um, you know, make that idea your one thought. And, you know, let everything you do come all, all, all down to this idea and, you know, live and breathe that idea and just leave everything else alone. And that, and my point is, is that, you know, there's a lot of distractions and a lot of little other pleasures out there. And there's a lot of other great business ideas out there and stuff that you can get involved in this, this and that. And if you're someone that's becoming an entrepreneurship, I'd recommend you just take up one idea and just leave every other idea alone. Have fun, trust the process, um, you know, and understand life is in happening for you, never to you. And, you know, we're here for a short time. That's it, you know what I mean? Um, I, I, I love this stuff, I love it. And we'll end right there. Mr. Cash Cartier, thank you so much, man. Thank you for tuning in to Undergo with Jay's Code. This is Juan Carlos and Cash Cartier. Thank you again, brother. Thank of course, you. Boss. I appreciate you, man. Have a good one, bro. We'll talk soon. Yeah.